0: Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes.
1: Welcome everybody to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Kenneth Copeland. Let's have a word of prayer. I tell you, I'm so excited about what God is doing and I'm excited about this broadcast today. Praise, whoa, glory to God. Uh, the, the word of the Lord just came to me. Someone your, the whole inside uh, of your mouth, your your the bones and your and your the structure, uh, your particularly your lower uh, your, your lower your jawbone in here, the, your your teeth. <laughs> this is a just a, what I'm seeing is a general overhaul of your whole inside of your mouth. Praise God, that whole area. Oh, glory to God. Father, thank you for manifesting yourself among us. We receive it. This is your broadcast, and you're here in this place, and you're there in the life, in the room, in the place for every person. In the sound of my voice, with Brother David and I are ministering here, you're ministering throughout this earth, all over this broadcast. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, sir. Amen. Somebody's wrist sprained Almost broke it, but the healing power of God and your what, whatever your job is, whatever you do, you you, you cannot you cannot have a, a, a sprained, sore, hurting wrist in what you do. It's healed right there. Now let me tell you, remember what we've been talking about. It, Father, I choose to believe that. That's right. That's the way you appropriate it. That's right. It because it's no private interpretation about it. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's right. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, David Barton. I tell you, I love what we do, don't you? That's (laughs) good. Good stuff. Amen. There ain't nothing like the gospel anyway. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take a look in the 19th chapter of the book of Acts, David. We're talking about, it's so vitally important To realize whoever you are, when you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, there is just as much of his glory inside your spirit as there is in mine, Brother David's, Mm -hmm. anybody else in the kingdom of God. Now, I don't, whatever you're calling in, you may, you may be called to, um, you, you may be called to be a car dealer. You may be called to teach school. or wh- Whatever your calling is, you need to be in it right now. Because that calling and that place is exactly God's plan. That's right. Then what you're doing and saying is equally important with anybody else that's in the kingdom of God. Me, Brother Barton, Uh, Jerry Savell, Creflo Dollar, Bill Winston. I don't care who they are, anywhere. Amen. We are a body, and we are the body of Christ. Now, I want you to notice something here. In the 19th chapter of the book of Acts, it came to pass, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus to find certain disciples. He said unto them have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We've not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. And he said to them, Under what were you baptized? And they said, Under John's baptism." Or they were baptized in water. Then Jesus said, or then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him on Christ Jesus, When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. All the men were about 12. Well, 12 men. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. But it's just 12. He went into the synagogue, spoke boldly for the space of three months. Disputing, persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. And this continued by the space of two years. Now, where do you reckon those twelve went? Are they still in Ephesus? I don't know, maybe. Uh, We don't even know their names. We don't even know. We don't don't know nothing about them. But they they made the book. Yeah. This is a key issue here. That's right. Now, listen to what happened. This continued by a space of two years so that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. Mm -hmm. Hey, I believe those twelve were key figures. They just, uh, Ran across Paul one day. No, they didn't. They were guided there. That's right. And God is orchestrating these things. And God is pulling disciples from all over the world into the United States. And they're they're praying and they're believing and they're winning souls. And this nation is in the process of being born again right now. And the power of God is here. And we're, we're about to see it again. We're about to see people going to church seven Days a week. The awakening is here, glory to God. And you're a vital part. Brother Copeland, I'm I'm just a disciple. Well, it only takes you and eleven more. That's right. And 12 more Mm -hmm. and three more. And 50 more. Mm -hmm. Turns into a thousand more. That's right. Uh, Hey. That's the way the word works. That's right. The sower sows the word. That's right. And it does what it does. That's right. But, David, it is a sin before God to just go on. And just go to work and gripe about the government and gripe about this and gripe about too many abortions and look what's happened to the schools and da die, die, di die die, 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 die. And oh, yeah, glory to God, I sure wish the Lord would come and get all this over with.
0: Yep. That is a
1: sinful thing to it's do. It's
0: a sinful thing to do. And you know, it's an interesting thing back in Genesis 1 through 3 where man is created. If you, if you were to ask most Christians today, why, was, why did God create man? You, you say, why did God create man? To glorify Him, to praise Him. To, no, He already had a heaven full of angels praising Him, glorifying Him. Now, you know, we had an insurrection with Lucifer and He threw a, th- a third of them out, but He's still got two-thirds. He's got no shortage uh, of praise going in heaven. Then why did He create man? Because it said he looked at the earth and saw there was no one to tend the earth. He said, "I'm putting man there to take care of my stuff. I want him looking after my stuff. I, I don't need him, and he's going to praise me because after what I do for him, he's going to want to praise me, and that, I dwell in praise and great." But God says, "I looked at the earth and there was no one to tend the earth, no one to tend the garden." And he gave it. To and he him. gave it to him. And I need you to take care of this. And so we have been, we've been ordained and created to be involved in keeping and taking care of his stuff. That's what the body of Christ is assigned to do. And we don't, for whatever reason, we don't like taking care of his stuff. We don't like taking uh, government. I, I know God ordained government, but I don't want to take care of that stuff. I know God ordained education, but I don't want to get involved in my school. I know God ordained it. And so what we're doing is we're picking and choosing Taking care of his stuff. And anybody who lives in the country knows you don't pick and choose what you take care of. You, you take care of what grows. And, and what grows in your pasture, I don't like that, that bowl of corn. Uh, I, I, I like that ear of corn over there. You don't do that. You take care of the garden. You take care of it. And this is the mentality we have to get back to that we have been put here to take care of stuff. Um, one of the things that, that Jesus told his disciples in Matthew four nineteen was, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And we think that's so cool. And we're talking this week about, you know, God is sending folks like Reinhard Bach and others to America. So we're going to have fishers and men coming in. Most churches, they love having fish, but they want the fish to be clean when they get there. If you're a fisherman, that ain't a clean profession, and that ain't a clean thing. If you're going to be a fisherman, you're going to have to handle a lot of mess. You're have you ever it. heard Mike Huckabee tell it?
1: Oh, no, no. Oh, he, you know, Mike's fisherman. Yes, he is. And uh, he said, "You know, we have we can have us a fisherman's club, and we all get together a couple of times a week, and we talk about fishing. Oh, we like to fish, and uh, we talk about our bass boats, our fishing boats." And we get together and we show one another. Uh, we've got a boy. He said we even polish the prop on our on a motors on our fishing boat. And we and he said we talk about our boats and we talk about how fast they are. And we whoa all this fine gear we got. And we gather a couple of times a week and we we sing uh, we sing bass fishing songs and we we sing boat songs. Yeah. And, but But ain't nobody fishing.
0: That's right.
1: We're just talking about the boats. That's right. And we're talking about the tackle. And we're talking about how we love to run up and down the lake. That's right. But, well, let's go fishing.
0: No, 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 no. No, I just polished this thing, man. I I don't want to get it muddy. I don't want the the mess that comes with fish. Yeah. But if we're going to be fishers of men that we're being called to take care of some problems.
1: And you and I both know as bass fishermen, you got to get in the rough part of the lake, you're going to get the side of your boat
0: all scratched scratched up, but the reason you're fishing there is because that's where the fish are. That's right. And you're going to have to deal with all the moss that you pull out of the water, all that slimy stuff that goes with it. You're going to have to deal with everything. That's what you're supposed to do.
1: That's what you're supposed to do.
0: From even the cowboy standpoint, where I am, cowboy and all the horse and ranch, everything goes with it. We're told in Proverbs 14, 4, that where there are no ox, the stall is clean. That clean stall don't make anybody anything. It's not productive. <laughs> Your productivity comes from having that ox. That's right. But where you have that ox and productivity. You're going to clean the you're stall. You're to clean some messes. Yes, There's going to be some messes to clean up. And that's just part of it. And, and Christians, for whatever reason, we want, oh, man, he's, his family is really screwed up. I'm going to stay away from it. No. That's a mess. That's a go mess clean the mess up. That—that's a fish. Go, go, go! Take care of that fish. When the when the power of God hit at EMIC
1: uh, about the middle of 2014. Now, now we've we've always had manifestations of God in there because we have always opened our arm to, to Him. To we we have never uh, we have we have never taken the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit. Out of the main church mm-hmm. service and and you know pray behind this no it is up front mm-hmm. but it's gotten more up front than yeah. it was and it just hit one Sunday morning in there and all of a sudden before you knew it people were up standing up and, and running towards the the platform getting healed and the power gone all that and that's wonderful and it's here and it is it's spreading and growing mm-hmm. now <clears throat> that kind of involvement includes that whole congregation. That's right. I mean, for the most part, all of them are are so excited about it and so in it. Mm -hmm. Well, the more people you get in there, the bigger the nursery gets. That's right. And it, it it, it, it has spread in, into the super kids Sunday school classes and it, the power of God is in there. It's in the nursery. It, but, hey, somebody has to be a nursery that's attendant. right. And miss out on this over miss here. Miss out on to all, take all this fun this that's year. going on that's in right. Their That's right. But God will see to it that you have as much fun in that nursery seeing the little babies get healed and 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 seeing their parents get turned on to God, mm-hmm. what a thrill it is! I remember when they the the first time we turned the Sunday school room at Super Kids into a spaceship. I mm-hmm. mean, it was it was it was max cool in there, yeah. man. I mean, and all the little dials and everything, and and the Super Kids are praising God. Well, the, uh, the parents all came down to get their kids, and Kelly was standing right there as my daughter, Kelly, the Commander Kelly, you know. She's standing there as the kids were going out and she's hugging them and everything. This little five-year-old boy found out later his family had come visiting there. And he went to Sunday school in a rocket ship, man. And he, his mother, he walked up to his mother. He said, "Mother." I am just sure this is where God wants us to go to church. <laughs> Look what happened in the, in the children's yeah. Sunday school. Yeah. You know that's where the parents wanted to go once that child said, Hey man, I want to go to church here. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just it wasn't just the rocket ship, it was the fact that the anointing that's of right. God was in that place and those little guys were, were getting thrilled praising God. So everybody has a role in this outpouring, which is also the healing of the land. That's right.
0: That's right. I want my part. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to be looking for. And we don't need to be observers and spectators in this thing. Because as God expands what He's doing and touches more and more people, you know, there's a great story here in, in Acts 18, uh, an evangelist, an evangelist, Apollo, who was forceful and he was quite an orator and just very effective. But it was Aquila and Priscilla that said, there's a whole lot more to this than just getting saved. There, there's more than evangelism going on here. And it's the Aquila's and Priscilla's that we have to be. We have to be able to step in and the say, truth? We've, we've got to, t- you know, I'm, I'm glad you know Jesus now. And let me show you how to live it. Let me show you how to put this to work in your family. Let me show you what this means for you when you go to work on Monday morning. Let me show you what it means when you go through the drive through on McDonald's Tuesday afternoon. Let me show you what it means when you go to get groceries on Wednesday night. Let, let, let me, t- yeah. The, knowing Jesus, that's the first step, but that's not the destination. That's, that's the origin. Aquila and Priscilla, we're here to disciple you and get you moved move further along in the things of God. I want to be,
1: I want, I want to be part of that team that when, when s- something strikes Suddenly. I I want to be part of that team that goes to the hospital and help pray for somebody's
0: baby. That's right. I want to be in this thing. That's right. I I want to look for needs and and, you know one of the one of the things that I learned from my dad that was so cool was he he and he was a a preacher, he pastored a church, but he was also a brilliant guy. He was an engineer, did all his top secret work in in defense industry, et cetera. And so what was he he, he pointed out something in the early part of, of the book of Isaiah, where that God takes Isaiah, they are the only two there, and he said, man, look at the condition of my nation. I mean, this is really bad. They've turned away from me. And he goes through, and, and God goes through all the, all the problems in, in the nation, and, and he just says, who am I going to send? Well, there's only one guy in the room, and it's Isaiah. Yeah. I, but Isaiah says, well, send me. and I'll go. I'll, I'll go. And see, my dad pointed <clears> out... <throat> that a calling simply means you see a need and go meet a need. You don't have to be called to be a pastor. And that's a problem. When you get called sometimes, it really, you, you use that to define who you are. You're called to be a servant. You're called to meet needs wherever they are. Youth director, uh, yeah, I can't lead music. I'm a youth director. I'm called to be youth. No, you're called to be a servant of Jesus Christ. And if they need you sweeping the floor and mopping the bathrooms, that's where you need to go do something. That's where promotion comes that's, from. Promotion damn. comes from being a servant. Yes. When, when you get the servant mentality and you say, you know what, I, I need to go with them and help those folks at the hospital. And and man, they they had a car wreck over there, and they need somebody to take care of their three kids while they're making trips I'll take care of the three kids for them." I mean, you see a need and meet a need. In Halloween
1: night of 1966, or yeah, 66, um, I led my family into a disastrous car wreck. Hmm. I was supposed to have been at ORU and I knew it and I decided to be somewhere else and the whale got me. Mm -hmm. Well, thank Mm -hmm. God he didn't get me good. Mm -hmm. But if it hadn't been for power of God, that, that, when I saw that car the next day, it, it's amazing how anybody got out of it. Mm-hmm. But with all of us in the, in the hospital, John was little, three and a half months old, and his arm was broken here, mm-hmm. and four of his ribs broken uh, in, it, in his back. And uh, Gloria had the flu so bad she couldn't hardly talk. She was just almost out of it. Jammed her head into the dashboard. There was a half moon dip in that dashboard mm-hmm. where she hit that. Kelly was just just a little girl and uh, she's uh, almost 3 and she was just in shock and thank God she wasn't hurt mm-hmm. but she was just in a state of shock in this thing. Well, where they took us all in one room and I'm sitting there and John is on my chest here, and I'm in a big rocking chair and just barely moving him. Because if he'd move, he'd Mm -hmm. hurt, and then we would cry, then he'd make it worse. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm repenting. I knew what I'd done. And I'm repenting before God, and I'm praying in the Spirit, just praying in tongues, praying and repenting. All of a sudden, I heard two other people praying in tongues. One standing on this side and one standing on this side. David, I did not know a soul in Marshall, Texas. Mm -hmm. I had called my dad and and told him we were in this wreck, but they live in Fort Worth. Man, that's hundreds of miles away. And and I thought, who is this? I looked, there's a pair of bare feet over here and there's a pair of house slippers over here. Come to find out, a man that had had an accident in a truck, he was, he was, he was Fine, but his insurance called for him to be under observation for three days, or the insurance wouldn't pay. So he's in that hospital, and he's going around witnessing to people in the go. hospital. There you go. He's just a truck driver that went to the local mm-hmm. assembly of God Church there, and and he t- and he told me that he said I, he said I got this brother born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost yeah. yesterday, and and he said the Lord said I got somebody in this hospital you're supposed to go pray for. Yeah. Well, who did he? Who Who was he supposed to go pray for? He was go, supposed to go pray for this guy that had been flying airplanes for a few years and and was not in the ministry. I mean, well, he just barely was, and all of that. And he came in there and prayed for me, and 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 I had a fabulous experience with God. He healed the whole bunch of us, mm-hmm. and we went the next week to um, a partner meeting at Oral Roberts University. I enrolled in school in January, and. and here I sit today. Mm-hmm. One guy yeah. in, his, in his pajamas yeah. got up and came down there
0: and prayed for my family. That's right. Right where he's supposed to be, right on time. And listened to what God told him and obeyed, made the choice to obey. And what he did probably wasn't glamorous. That's all right. Look at the impact it had. He
1: told me, he said, brother, I'd have been down here sooner. He said, that old bad nurse, <laughs> said she told me he's going to kick me out of here for praying for people. I've been hit out behind the water cooler because she got out of the way. <laughs> yep. We're out of time. Brother David and I will be back in just a moment.
0: We hope you enjoyed this teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes.